Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Amr. Hey, I'm Amr, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Hedi, who also uses they, them pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Amrats. And I'm Algie, my pronouns are any and all pronouns, and I will be your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at 11 thirds or on Tumblr at equals 11 thirds. Today, we'll be playing Mutants in the Night by DC, a Forged in the Dark game focused on marginalization, empowerment, and what it means to fight back against a system that's rigged against you. So without further delay, let's get back into it. You've more or less taken down three guards, like even the two that are just still incapacitated. There's two more heading towards you. Do you have any sort of ideas on how you want to handle them? I think I would like to uh, do another flashback. Okay. Uh, I'd like to do a flashback to not that long ago when I was using my echolocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I noted. So we're in the main concourse, which means there's train platforms right nearby. Yes. Uh, and noted that the nearest train platform to the room has a ladder leading further down. Okay. So I have my escape route right there. Okay. I don't think that necessitates stress because that's a thing you did earlier. And it. I think your echolocation went really well earlier, too. So I don't think that ne- necessitates stress. Fair. Uh, so in that case, I am making a book for that. Okay. Mmm... I think you might need to roll for that because your foot's injured and you're trying to get away from these guards, but... Makes sense. I don't think there's a roll for just going really fast, is there? May I argue instead then, uh, instead of going very fast, since I had a little bit of a head start before the other guards came, mm-hmm. uh, and since we're already using the echolocation, kind of prowling between uh, areas of vision. Hmm. So, so like, you're going to... Uh, you're going to get there very, not slowly, but you're going to try and get the, there stealthily without them noticing. Yeah. They know someone's here, but hopefully they don't know where I am. And if I just stay a little bit out of their sight, hopefully they prioritize the injured guards and the woman uh, who's had her room insect. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. Go ahead and roll Prowl for me. All right. Uh, what does the Devil's Bargain look like here? Oh, devil's bargain for failing to prowl. Hmm. I mean, I've used the guards notice you a lot. Um, yeah. They are the main sort of thing here. Uh, okay, I think that I could use the guards notice you, but actually I think the thing is, if you fail, you're not going to be able to get down the ladder. Um, It's going Ooh. to be somehow inaccessible to you. Makes sense. Okay, let's give this a shot. That's a five. That's a five. Okay, so mixed success. Um, the ladder's going down into the subway tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you achieve your goal. You get to the ladder. I think since it's a mixed success, you do get onto the ladder. But going down the ladder, um... Your foot is hurt and bleeding, and I think you're going to fall off the ladder. Okay. 
Yeah, that works. If you had said that it was taking too long, I was going to jump off the ladder anyways. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I you do get away. There yeah. is that. But you did fall off the ladder. Um, is that going to give you harm? I, I would argue, yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to decide if you should take new harm or worsen your current harm. Oof. Because if it gets worse, it's going to be minus one die whenever you try to use that foot. Yep. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes I sense. think you fall off the ladder. You land on your injured foot. It was a graze. You have stretched the wound. You have opened it more. And it is now a level two harm. I think uh, I would like to try to resist it. Okay. So the way that works is a reduce the harm by one level. Uh, so keep it at level one. It would still be a bigger graze narratively, but it wouldn't have the greater effect. And then I roll, uh, uh, roll one of the resistances and subtract six from, or subtract my highest result from six, and that's how much stress I take. Uh, yeah. Prowess is the one for physical strain or injury. Yes. Uh, yep. Which is luckily the one I have two in. Okay. Because I have finesse and prowl. So, as long as I don't roll too poorly. All right, that's a four. Okay. Uh, so, Mark, two more stress. Okay, how much stress have you got now? I'm at nine stress. Is it, there's only nine stress, right? Yes. Okay. What happens when you're all the way stressed? When you mark a last stress box, I uh, suffer a level of trauma. Oh boy. Hmm. I'm taken out of the action. Only and then to return later with zero stress, which I guess works since I've I've made it out. Yeah. Um yeah, you have made it out, uh, which would make sense for this being sort of how you end here. You got away, but you have taken stress. Let me see. What your character acquires a new personality quirk. Um that indicated by the condition and can earn XP by using it to cause trouble. What level what trauma do you think you've take you are taking on here? Uh, there's there's a couple of good choices I'm stuck between. Yeah, what are you thinking? I mean, so on the one hand, soft plays up into like how I got into this mess by like taking on more risk and harm on myself. Mm -hmm. uh, paranoid makes sense considering this turned out to be a lot more dangerous than I was warned for. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking paranoid. Yeah. Because you've been hurt quite a bit from one job. Well, okay, some of it was yeah. from before the job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> mm, you made some choices. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think paranoid makes sense. Okay. So you take Paranoid, um, you are dropped from the action. You are the only one in the action. So we're going to cut to you. I think we're going to cut to you back in your office. Um, okay. You, before, you, like, instead of going to drop off the, uh, the acquired envelope to the elves right away, you go back to your office to kind of take care of that foot and some stuff. So, yeah. All right. What are you doing in in your office before you decide to go deliver? I think so. I have uh, all the like sound quieting stuff I've mentioned earlier to like 
make this room as much of a, a muffled room so that there's no sound exiting as possible. And mm-hmm. I think I unplug my earphones uh, from, uh, I want to say like whatever music player I have is definitely an old phone without a SIM card mm-hmm. uh, that I'm just using for music. Uh, and I just kind of let that play for a while. And I sit there, uh, eyes closed in the music uh, for a while. There is, there is something I want to do here. Okay. And I'm sorry, but it has to do with something you did earlier. Because That's does your fair. office does your office have a door? It has a curtain. It has a curtain. Okay. It has a curtain covering the like ruined, uh, like the the ripped apart part of the subway cart. Yeah, because you're in half a cart. Okay. The curtain is pushed aside. Uh huh. And Tuesday is standing there. Um looking into your office, kind of looking at the vaguely sorry state you are in. Uh, and they step into the subway car that is your office and they go, so I heard you uh, did a little job for someone, right? I'm not opening my eyes and I just respond. I did. I also heard you haven't delivered just yet. Well, you need better information. What of it? Mm-hmm. Where is the envelope that you got? Where are you keeping it as you try to recover here? Probably, uh, probably just like inside my cloak. I probably, uh, my cloak's probably like thrown back on the chair that I'm sitting on. Like I'm probably not actively wearing it right now. Okay. Do you have chairs here besides your chair or is it just your chair in the desk? My chair at the desk and probably one or two chairs. Okay. Tuesday pulls up a chair to the desk um, and sits down and looks at you and says, You have had quite the rough time, but uh, I'll tell you what. Let me make things a little easier for you. I will deliver the information that you got. And I will also deliver your full payment, including the bonus the owls promised you, to you. And you can just stay here and have a little rest. How does that sound? <laughs> and what's in it for you? Mm. Well, information is as much my job as it is yours, maybe a little more. And I'd, let's say that I would like to have my own in with the owls. And uh, this might help a little. What if I say no? Then you can walk yourself over to the bar on that taped up foot. I'm sure it'll be fun. So I think uh, what happens is there's just a moment of quiet with only the music playing. And then I reach onto my desk where the uh, phone is and I start bumping up the volume <laughs> to just like a point where it's like relatively painfully loud uh uh and just lean over and talk to tuesday and my voice is kind of cutting through the noise despite how loud it is i told you before and i will tell you again i don't need your help and i don't trust you for all i know you could have tipped them off that i'd be there i'm not going to ever help you think I know that you won't try to take the information in this envelope for yourself. I think I, you think I don't know that you're going to try to cut me off. 
You think I'm some sort of fool? Get out of my office now. They put their hands up and they back away and they say, okay, I was just offering to help. And they do leave your office. That was really good. I liked when you did that. Sorry, I know I shouldn't break the fiction, but I liked when you did that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think you do, once you've recovered a little bit, um, deliver this information to the owls. It is definitely painful. And I yes. definitely curse Tuesday's name along the way more than once. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Rizal sees that you have been hurt here and he feels bad, definitely. And does, does your character drink? I think not particularly. Okay. I think they, they like grab something non-alcoholic most of the time when they're here. Okay. Um, he slides you a, a glass of juice or something. Um, yeah, it, it's juice in quotes, probably. <laughs> no, it's it's probably whatever you usually get when you're here. Um, he gets you a glass of that. And he also slips you a little extra straight up cash money. Um, probably like that from his own pocket in addition to your full payment and bonus and everything. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, you knew it would be dangerous, but I don't think he realized that it would go this badly. Okay, so you have finished your job, and now are we going to do downtime stuff? Yeah, so we have to do entanglements and downtime. Yeah, okay, hang on. As you complete jobs and move forward through the game, your heat increases. Although you may not be directly identified, the effects of your actions resonate with the community. Police may begin investigations in your city. Friends might express their feelings about EMP actions, and the citizens can be exposed to punishment. After a job or conflict with an opponent, the crew takes heat. Use the tables below to calculate how much heat. Heat does not increase more than once for each occurrence. You took a job against a high-profile or well-connected target. I did do that. Yes. Did your job happen in a human zone? Uh, technically no. Okay, so you get plus one. A high-profile or well-connected target saw and can remember a member or members of your crew using your ability. I think yes. That might be yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they you definitely used your ability on those bodyguards, and they are yep. bodyguards to the mayor. So that's a plus two. So you take three heat total. So you get to roll a uh, 1d6 heat die for me. Okay is a six so basically one of one of the communities i'm involved with gets uh retaliated against and the purists kidnap an emissary yeah um oh dear right because you were so is this are they retaliating against the owls or the littles do you think i think they retaliate against the owls because this was definitely an owl type job Mm mm-hmm all right hmm um, okay. So downtime. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna recover. So I think the first one is like a quick trip to the clinic to get actual patching for my leg after I've dropped off the package. Yeah. Um Q cash. Um we probably should be taking keeping track of cash, but I I think it's fine at this fine. point. Yeah, it's fine. 
you got paid for this job. It's fine. And then my second one is I would like to start a long-term project uh, because I think the last scene uh, we get is, uh, of, of me at least, is back in my office and I pull up a bunch of newspaper clippings and articles and of a cardboard wall that kind of sound muffles my office slowly step by step starts getting things pinned to it and strings attached to it as I start trying to figure out what is happening and I'm now convinced that Tuesday is involved in some sort of bigger conspiracy uh involving this information that I got and I'm building up a conspiracy board in, in my office. Is it in your office or is it in the half car that functions as your home? I think I think uh I think it's probably in the half car that functions as my home. That makes more sense. So it's a little more hidden. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh I think probably as I'm doing that is when I find out about the kidnapping. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, actually I think as you're doing that, I'm gonna have your friend, hmm, I think Rami shows up at your home and um, pushes your door open and he looks worried again, because um, I think the last time you left him, he was worried about you and you're asking questions yeah. about the mayor. Um, and he pushes open the door and he says, hey, uh, are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. What's going on? You, you look worried. There was... Listen, I know, I know you were, I know you said not to worry, but you were asking questions about the mayor and his inspection here and how he talked to the littles. And, you know, there was something big you haven't heard. What? I know you work with the owls sometimes and you, you haven't heard the owls got, the owls got blamed for what went down when the mayor was here, that whatever it was, they're not sure, but they, they said somebody got robbed and somebody got shot and somebody somebody did something and the the task force broke into Rizal's place and arrested him for not sure what they didn't actually say but they arrested him where is he now probably with the task force and i think there's a long pause i put down the like various clippings and stuff i was arranging get up on my foot, and there's a slight wince, as I do, that I try to cover, uh, and I start heading out without really saying another word. Okay, and I think we're gonna cut that here, because that was very, very good. We can... Let's, uh, let's wrap up with XP real quick. I think just to, like, give the full... Okay. Every time you roll a desperate action, mark XP. Uh, and we weren't actually... Aside from the initial setup, I forgot to keep track of whether there were any desperate actions. Um... I think everything from the gun onward counts as desperate. Yeah, probably. So that's so. like two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a challenge with stealth and silence. So for, for silence, it's you address the challenge with stealth and silence. You sure did that. So I get one XP if it happens once or two if it happens multiple times. Two. You used your powers or action to be loud and bombastic. I don't know if you did that. Yeah. You're mostly stealthy. Exactly. Uh, and then you struggled with the issues from your traumas, heritage, or background during the session. Hmm. I think yes, uh, as far as trauma goes. All right. 
And that's and that's the game. That's the game. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Join us next week for a completely different group of players and a completely new story. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing. Thank you.